This week's episode is proudly sponsored by Stygian Foxes, The Things We Leave Behind. Available right now from DriveThruRPG in PDF and print is a collection of six gruesome modern-day scenarios written by some of the best Call of Cthulhu writers publishing today, including Brian M. Sammons and Scott Dorwood. Following the trail set by the likes of Delta Green and True Detective, the stories presented are suspenseful, full of horror, and take a darker, more mature approach than any Cthulhu scenario written before. This is one of Howie Roll's favourite supplements to date, and we highly recommend it. But don't just take our word for it. Not only has it been fantastically reviewed, it was awarded an any at last year's Gen Con. So if you're looking for something to play and find something dark and horrific, then we highly recommend The Things That We Leave Behind. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of How We Roll Podcast. Hi. We're an RPG-based podcast, and we focus on Call of Cthulhu, some Dungeons and & Dragons, and occasionally one-off campaigns. Interesting. If you're interested in contacting us and want to know where you can find our podcasts, you can visit HowWeRollPodcast.com, which offers links to Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, Reddit, and Twitch. What? If you enjoy what we do and want to support us, you can donate to us on Patreon. Oh. And with that said, let's get on with the show. Yes, please, please, just get on with the show. Yes. Welcome back to How We Roll Podcast. We are continuing with our journey to Valaki, and uh, things have taken a real turn for the worse, but we'll, we'll jump into the recap in a minute. So I'm Joe, I'm the DM for tonight, and we're playing Curse of Strahd. Hi guys, I'm Seth Torngage, uh, the near-dead halfling rogue bird. Uh, I am Vornaller, no longer Mr. Manhattan, just a regular zombie high No, up. no, you st- you're, st- you're still Mr. Manhattan. Oh, am I? I thought, I thought it changed once <laughs> yeah. I left the magic zone. No. Oh, sweet. Okay, so no. I'm still Mr. Manhattan. I'm an 8 foot 11, yeah. blue, three eyed zombie high elf wizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I'm Dave. I'm playing a Eric the Dwarven Paladin. Who is yeah, undead and close to dead, re dead, double dead, dead deader. Hey you guys, I'm still playing Sulfarax, the Dragonborn Paladin. Come back as a ghost, uh, possessing the body of Yengeni, uh, Yevgeni, a Barovian uh, hunter, um, and using all my Paladin wiles uh, against the forces of evil. And we're still lucky enough to be joined by Aram from Godsville and Neon Rivals. Hey, uh, I am Aram from both of those things. And I am also <laughs> playing Grayson, who is an awakened cat monk on a quest for revenge. And, and I'm, I'm desperately good... worried I'm going to kill him. All <laughs> <laughs> well, the fans will hate you. Once you put an, a talking animal in your game, it's over. Even if it's like a non-talking animal. I call it the APA effect. <laughs> right, start, no, um, Appa yeah. from uh, right, like that that episode where Appa was in danger, like tore all of our hearts out. You just can't put an animal in danger. It just followed. It, it was just out. Appa and Momo for the whole episode. That was a great one. <laughs> it was devastating. Yeah. 
So on last week's podcast, the uh, the party um, f- bravely fought against three of Strahd's winter wolves. Um, unfortunately, they, they were incredibly powerful, breathing um, incredibly cold arctic breath weapons, um, almost taking down half the party in their first attack. They valiantly battled against them, Grayson using some quite clever tricks, and they did survive, but in the distance they saw an army of darkness, and beyond them, Niall's character Voron, he might see have seen Strahd riding on the back of a nightmare, maybe giving him a wink as the uh, the army of wolves and dire wolves and winter wolves chased after them. Um, Soldar, leading the way, gave them three choices. He said, um, "The f- far away is the road, but they could make it." Um, nearby was a, a kind of like an outcropping, somewhere where they could make a stand. Um, and kind of between the two of them is a, a river, and uh, that the party chose the river. While um, running uh, desperately towards the river, the winter wolf that was confused by Grayson jumped out of the bushes ahead of them. It seemed it had been flanking them, which is a thing Soldar said wolves do. Um, his winter breath immediately took down poor Grayson and Saf. Um, the others valiantly battled against it, um, destroying it. Sulvarax, possessing the body of Yevgeny the wolf hunter, then used his paladin might to kind of cure Grayson and Saf. But while that happened, Soldar was... Uh, well, after that happened, Soldar got completely confused, worried, and now so terrified he believes that everyone's against him. And I think the last thing we heard was Soldar pointing his crossbow, his mighty crossbow, directly at Yevgeny, saying, Who are you? You're not Yevgeny. And that's where we're going to start the scene. <laughs> so. Drop your weapon or I'll shoot. I slowly stand up to my feet and look and look at uh, like tears pouring down his face like he's he's so emotional right now I look up and stand up and meet him eye to eye and look deeply within his eyes and I say to him look it does not matter who I really am right now all that matters is that we currently stand shoulder to shoulder in battle against the might of this darkness that sweeps down upon us. You either stand by my side and we fight for our lives, or we both die here today. And I use my um, charisma to try and persuade him to drop the issue and fight by our sides. Oh, I love it. So you, you can have inspiration anyway, Aaron. That was awesome. Um, and can you uh, make me a persuasion roll? Persuasion 18. He kind of turns to you and he goes, My brother! And he kind of drops the crossbow and gives you this immense bear hug, kissing you on the cheeks. And at that moment, from the south or from the direction you've been coming from, you hear this immense howl and you see the shadows of the wolves running towards you. You are right. Uh, He says to you, Let's stand. And he turns to the other four of you and goes, Run! We will hold them off. And he draws out this kind of, like, I'd like to say sword, but it's more like an extended meat cleaver. Um, The length of your long sword, but like about um, sort of seven inches wide. We will hold them off. Go! This is our last battle, Yevgeny. 
not expecting to live past this against the encroaching um, thousands, hundreds of wolves. Um, I lay the sword and uh, shield next to the body of Sulfarax on Warty and pull out the meat cleaver and crossbow that uh, Yevgeny normally holds, um, relying on my paladin spells and um, you know just delaying tactics. That's all I have. And I whisper, or I tap War, uh, Voron on the uh, on the knee, and I look up at him and uh, say, "Go, run." I will find you again. Okay, guys, guys, we, we gotta go. Let's let's run. Thank you, uh, Zolder, Evgeny. Thank thank you for everything. Quick, quickly, as they as we're all sort of getting ready to go and they're spanning their crossbows and whatnot, I just grab uh, Soldar by the by the by the forearm. If there is anything you could tell us now about people who could help us in what's the town? Valaki. Valaki. In Valaki, now is the time, my friend. If you make it, get to the Blue Water Tavern. They will help you. They are like you. They fight against the tyrant in the Tower of Ravenloft. Now go! And at that moment, like, uh, two more. They're not winter wolves, but they are huge wolves, shaggy and strange looking. Their ferocity doesn't seem to be natural at all. And they burst from the tree line and run towards you, flanked by three more normal-sized walls on either side. Go! You don't have long. We'll be flanked now. May Brightex guide your weapon. And I run. Okay, so we're going to do this in two ways. So we're going to almost do the party running, and we're going to do right. it a bit like a skill challenge. And we're right. going to do the battle between um, Sulvarex, um, Yiv- uh, as Yevgeny, and Soldar against the wolves. Since I'm so much faster, as we're running, I'm going to break off a bit, spray as I'm doing it to cast a real fine stink to really draw them, and then like run away from the party for a while, then spend my last two key points on... Uh, uh, pass without trace and then run back to them so they'll lose my trail completely and hopefully drag a couple of them away and then run back to the party because I'm so nice. fast I might as well use it okay so the top of the round last time was Yevgeny so Aaron you're, you're going first so me and sorry I need to write this down Solda. My bro- Solda. Solda he's not actually your brother they're um, they're kind of like brothers in arms as it were right okay so, with my blade, the flat of my blade, I press it up against his chest and back him away with me back a few steps till nearly our heels are upon the river with the So, no, no, there's no us. river. You're, the river's not in sight yet. So, um, behind you, where the guys are running, the, the forest goes uphill. Um, and that's where, he, that's where he says the river is. Um, okay, in, is there a choke point that they're coming through? Um, you could say that between the trees, you could almost use them as a choke point. Like you could probably arrange yourself between, I don't know, two or three massive trunks to make it sort of funnel them towards you. Right. Okay. So what I do is I walk, I put my hand on Zoldar's shoulder and I walk him back a few steps and turn. And then I cast in between the choke point between the trees where they would have to run at us. 
I cast Moonbeam between the trees nice. and hold out for as long as I can. So you can cast it directly on them and then you can move it every round. Like, you can, as an action, you can... Is it an action or a bonus action? Hang on. I believe it's a bonus action to move it. Uh, we'll go with that because I don't have the page open. So you can move it around. So basically, they have to start their turn in the beam, I think. Uh, a silver beam of, of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder center on a point. When a creature I got ends, it. Yeah. In each turn, you can cast a spell and you can move, use an action to move it. The beam can move 60 feet in any direction. Yep. I was talking for so long trying to read that out and I was muted. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. got a range of 120 feet, so we can do it from pretty far. So it's one action to cast, um, and to move it, you can uh, use a move action. Use an action, action. Use an action no. so it is an action, yeah. yeah, to move it. So you can put oh, it directly on them now, on. on the two of the, these massive shaggy wolves. Yep, I put it directly on them, slightly closer to us, so that it would be harder for them to run at us. Okay, so the, uh, the the beam of light breaks through the heavens, parting the clouds, and for a moment there is this beautiful sunshine that breaks through over the valley, illuminating your uh, sort of uh, companions running away. Um, the silvery light engulfs, engulfs the two huge walls, and for a moment they're kind of silhouetted against it, their fur on fire, this silvery blue light burning through them, and then suddenly they're gone. And left in their place, tumbling through the snow, are two huge, naked, shaggy men, burning in agony. Can you roll damage? Uh, yeah. What's the damage for that? 2d10. Um, 2d10. So basically, their their shape changes, they were werewolves, um, and they make their saving throws at disadvantage. So... First one gets eleven. Second one gets a six. So they both fail. Right. I roll nineteen, ten, and a nine. Nineteen damage, and their inhuman, bestial screams echo dully through the snow-filled valley. And Soldar like turns to him and goes, they, "You've the the two strongest are down. They were werewolves from the den up in the mountains. There's only six of them. Come, we can go. We can outrun them." And he tries to grab you to pull him. Pull him up, pull him away. Do you want to stay and do your last stand, or do you want to try and um, stay with the party? If there's a chance that we can get out as well, we may as well take it. That was great. I, I didn't know you were going to use Moonbeam, and yeah, they were werewolves, so you'd have totally been decimated. Um, you pound up the hill, so led by Uruk, because um, you're, unless, in fact, marching order, guys. I'll lead. I'm probably being dragged along as, like, the third person in the group. Like, I'm struggling. I'm in six hit points. Grayson has gone off to one side, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay, so you crest the top of this hill. Like, you've um, in the distance, you hear this kind of scream, this bestial yelling, and you hear Soldar shouting and um, them pounding after you. Um the hill is kind of a bit bare and you can see in all directions directly below you you see this enormous river it's not like the river that you fell into Saf this is it's much much wider and it's slow moving um, quite far down the river you see what seems to be a building but I'd say it's about a mile away it's ramshackle um, like a barn but on the edge of the river um, there's also various kind of like trees throughout that have fallen in but none of them cross the river directly and there's also various rocks 
um, it doesn't seem as deep or as fast moving as the previous one you've seen. How deep can, do we can we gauge how deep the river is, or can we tell at all? Um, the fog that's summoned by Strad is like sort of off, smoking off the surface. Um, it, it could be shallow, but then they do say that you know these well, that still waters run deep, so difficult to tell <laughs> from it. If the waters aren't that fast and there's logs in it, can I use Mage Hand to push a couple logs into position so we could maybe run, jump, run, jump, run across? You reckon you could definitely, between with boulders and trees and things, there's definitely a possibility of getting into the centre of the river, but then you're going to have to wait a bit further and get onto the next one and the next one. Like, there's no direct line across, even with that. I'll start on that right away, and we're playing Frogger. <laughs> as, that's, as, as that's happening, guys, I, I, I have an idea, um, and I'm going to cast a spell, and this beam of light kind of forms just off to the side of us in a, in a kind of eight-foot circle, and a disc just rises from the ground. Oh! Can I cast Tensor's Floating Disc and try and gondola along with, like, a large stick? <laughs> so the way Tensor's Floating Disc worked, if I remember rightly, is it, it follows you? Correct. So if you're kind of, like, paddling in the water, but you're... I think currently you're on the hill above the rivers. The river's down below how, you. How wide across is the river? So it's it's really far. I'm going to say it's about 200 feet where you are now. Ah, you fucker. And how wide is it? That's how wide it is. 200 feet wide. That's a yeah. big fucking river. That's actually... No, there's there's mi- there's rivers that are miles wide. 30, 30, 30 meters is 200 feet-ish. Oh, oh, then yeah, easily, yeah. No, it's 100. 30 meters is like 100 feet. No, 30, yeah, 30 meters is 100 feet, so it's 60 meters. 60 meters. So, yeah, that's about, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, about 200 feet, I was right. I'm going to gesture towards the, um, what I'm going to assume is a, a um, oh, fuck, boathouse a mile down the river. It's like, we must make for the boathouse. Well, you know what, if, how long does your tensor's floating disc last? An hour? Uh, yes. So we just got to get you on a log get it moving downstream and everyone else stands on the disc. That's all we gotta fucking, do. I'll start stripping into fucking speedos. Why not? No, you can be on the log so you'll be out of the water. We just oh, gotta yes. get you onto the log and the disc will follow right along behind. What's the weight? Your What's sense the weight of, that the disc can take? Grayson's sense of 500 ex- pounds. 500 pounds, you fucker. I'm fat, not that fat. Because <laughs> you don't have to be on it because you'll be on the log, just the three of them because I don't have to be on it either. I can just be on the log and helping guide it along with Mike Maychan. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Let's get the it. fuck okay. out of here. Let's make a boat. Grayson's so excited. <laughs> Taking he bridge. is. He's bouncing around. His little mage hand is like flickering about. He's very excited. <clears throat> Ooh. But has what about any... Warty? Wait, wait, wait. Has anyone, has anyone got any rope? Warty can probably fit. I've, uh, I've, I've true, got... I, um, no, we lost our equipment in like the first episode. I don't and know and no, nobody's going to have 200 feet of rope anyway. I'm the only thing in my backpack is my pillow. And the gem. It's the only thing. Yeah, and the gem. Okay, let's 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 do this, I guess. You need the rope, I have the rope. Soldar comes running up the hill panting. <laughs> is he gonna have two hundred foot of rope? I have what's what's standard length rope, isn't it? Fifty feet. Fifty feet. Yeah. I have fifty feet of rope. Great. I can fire an arrow a fifty feet of rope across the river that just lands there no. and stays there on its own. But we can use it we can use it to tie a couple of logs together to give you a more stable platform. There you go. I am so dying. I would say maybe three or four with 50 foot, right? Yeah. Just just like lash them really good and I'm, then just... I'm three foot tall, 35 pounds, guys. Two logs will do me. Two logs is fine. Yeah, fair enough. 
Okay, so you you race down the hill. Are we doing this? Yes, we're yeah. doing this. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, so we, we're coming over the crest of that hill running down. <laughs> okay, so, so you come up the crest of the hill. You're being chased by six wolves. Can I move that beam, by the way? Yes, you can. Uh, I will move it just behind us then. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, no. So it's up to a minute. So I think probably by the time we've run up the hill and had this conversation, it's it's expired. Um, but you could have... Let's let's say that you toasted the wolves um, with it while you were running up there. Let's do that. Um because they would have had to funnel through it to get yeah, through exa- anyway. Exactly right, yeah. Um, and then you see, you hear from the distance out, um, sort of down river where you hear howling as the uh, a good majority of the pack seem to have been fooled by Grayson's false trail. Nice. So you've bought yourself a few minutes. And that's a cool idea, Grayson. You can have exp- uh, inspiration. Oh, excellent. Thank you. And you can use inspiration at any time, can't you, on any roll? Oh, yes. yeah. It means you roll with Fantastic. advantage, basically. It's basically yep. advantage at any time. That's perfect. That's right. That's right. I forget the rules, but yeah, I'm keeping hold of mine for the moment. Um, while this is happening and, and the guys are learning the rules, can I cast Mage Hand and start stringing together that boat? Okay, so you're currently on top of the hill. So you, is everyone going down? Are you going to? Oh, yes. Yeah, so you sort of bomb yeah. down. I thought we got down. Sorry. Um, the, the, when you get near the river, it immediately turns into like a quagmire. So the bottom of the hill is like a foot deep in black, stinking mud. Um, think, God, uh, this place sucks. Have you seen <laughs> uh, Neverending Story? Oh yes. no! Oh. <laughs> uh, what well, Atrax, isn't it? Yeah, A- yeah. Oh okay. my God! I'm just gonna mage hand myself then onto that log, so I have to carry myself over the muck. Because <laughs> fuck so, that, it's a cat. So like he can't say like this like skeletal hand appears from nowhere, picks Grayson up by the scruff, and begins to like, carry him towards this log. <laughs> Bye guys. Um, Warty seems to be really struggling in, in this, this this black quagmire. Like you're telling me, the pig and shit is the only one struggling. <laughs> At this point, realizing that, that there's no hope of, of getting him across, I will take Solvarax's um, body off him. Just just in in my haste, just just cut off uh, his saddle. And if you survive. Well, that's, that's about 320 pounds less weight on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just, just disc. slap him on the hindquarters uh, and send him off uh, down the coast away from us because, you know, the, we don't have to wait for him. So, like, he just stands in the mud mournfully. Warty! Okay, so how's this going? So, uh, Grayson is now kind of like hovered into the middle of the river where he's found a, a floating log and he's like mm-hmm. busy dislodging it from the uh, the kind of rocks and uh, sort of uh, things that it's caught up with. And sure. um, Saf, you're like up to your waist in this freezing black um, mud. <laughs> Can I like just Jesus. grab Saf because I'm still fucking huge and just like pull him out of the yes. mud and like just big fucking steps across the mud to the other side and Yay! put him down Whee! where the logs are. So, so there's what, four of you, plus Solvarex's body, plus Soldar, so five of you on this Tensor's floating disc, and Tensor's floating disc can ha- how, carry how much? 500 pounds only. So, is that is that going to be enough? Is that going to be strong? No. no. I, I think I'll join him on the, I'll, I'll be sort of hacking away at the logs making sure there are enough of them to take me as well. Why don't you just make four logs out of out of the raft and just put a few of us on that as well? Well, so I, I feel like there should be some kind of roll to see how many logs we can dislodge. So, um, well, I'm going to say that with um, 
the undead members of the party, you can just sit on a log in the water, no problem at yeah. all. That's Saf, right, you're right. gonna you're gonna struggle, but you're dex you're dexterous, you're acrobatic, and you're light. You can do it as well. But the the other guys, they can't. Being on the disc is going to be a lifesaver for them. It's going to save them uh, constitution rolls and freezing to death. Cool. So what we're saying is we're still putting the logs together, I guess. Yeah, I've we're gonna cast mage. I've cast mage hands, trying like give me an extra hands and put stuff together and tie it off quicker. Yes. You know, oh no! Wait, now that we have two mage hands, so, so it's like you're trying to tie a log, and one mage hand is tying it, and one mage hand puts the finger down, so the knot is made really nicely. <laughs> we need to do a freeze frame eighties high five with our mage hands so at some point. No, 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 no! Can we? Can I also cast mage hand? We'll, we'll do like this. Oh, the mage he hands stacking on top of each other. All in, guys! Mage hand. Guys, if we get into a circle, we could we could do some fun things to hear about. <laughs> I'm just picturing a whole montage now, a whole '80s musical montage where it's just the hands doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you tie together the uh, the logs. So we have. Do you want do you want to be on one little raft, or do you want like each of the three of you on logs to be on a separate log each? I would like to be in an I'll independent be, log, please. That is a terrible idea. The biggest craft you could create, all of us together, we could be swept yeah. down river opposite ways. One could roll. No, as much, we. This is a team. This is a team. We are making one kick-ass raft. And, and yeah, logs, but- gentlemen, who can freeze in the freezing water, i.e., you, oh short one. Logs roll. It just bitch. needs one. Yeah. It just needs one putts with a deck save to nah, flip nah, the nah. raft and all of us we, go in. We tie them together so they don't move, and we make a stable platform. I Let's agree go, with go, that. go. Okay, so um, Aram, I'd like you to be in charge of this uh, with your mage right. hand. You're kind of leading the way. Um, can you roll with advantage and let's find out how sturdy this raft is as you, because you're doing this quickly yeah. as you push yourself off. Now I'm going to say you're rolling with rolling? advantage with the help, but you're now rolling with disadvantage because you're doing it quickly. All right, I'm spending that inspiration. Hell yes. So basically, you're going to be tying it together with the mage hands with their help, and then you're going to jump on it and push yourselves off, and nice. that's when we roll to see if it stays together. All right, fair enough. So, dex roll. Dex. Man, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 13. I'm going to spend the ins- the ins- the inspiration point anyway. Okay. Nine. All right, well, 13. So you, you jump on it, and um, it's, it, it's fine. Um, and then, like, Saf jumps on it, and it still holds. And then, like, Voron sort of pounds through the mud. It's <laughs> nine foot tall thing. <laughs> hey, you guys! And, like, the whole thing just sinks. <laughs> oh, and right now, I need uh, Grayson and Saf to make a dex save. I'm still adjusting to my new body. Yep. If I was on an independent raft, it wouldn't be a worry for me. 14. 14's fine. You're still on the raft and you didn't get soaked. I mean, obviously, you're wet, but you're not soaked. That's going to be a 25, so Whoa. I'm just fine. Little okay. back, a little back, a flip, and I land on a log just behind me without <laughs> even looking at it. So you, you, you no problem at all. The whole thing sinks, but then kind of rises up. The knot seems to be fine. The three of you are on this uh, sort of ramshackle raft, no problem at all. And then this, like, skull just lifts out of the water, and the Ulrich just pulls himself on, soaking wet, like water pouring out of his eye sockets and things. Jesus no problem at all. And There's like an you... eel with its little tail wiggling in one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a fish jumps out. Like. 
Um, top of the hill, you see a whole load of wolves have caught your scent and start running towards you. But obviously, the the mud is so is so terrible that it's going to take them a while. Um, how are you going to get the others right now? Um, the two wolf hunters and um, Saf are kind of not Saf. It's just is it just the two wolf hunters? It is, isn't it? Two wolf hunters. I think so, yeah. We can use the disc, can't we? So I cast the disc ages ago beside okay. us. So you're stood on this golden shining disc, and as the log gets carried away in the current, there's like a tug. Uh, there's, there's like this, there's this like this tug, and it, it begins to move as in pace with the, the logs, and you begin to drift into the river. Um, there's a howl for frustration behind you, but many of the wolves throw themselves into the river after you and begin paddling. Can I fire the crossbow at them yeah. from the disc? Yeah. <laughs> You absolutely can. Uh, who's got ranged weapons? Quite a few of you have, haven't you? Yeah. Okay, so we'll do that out of out of combat. So basically, you just like unleash a torrent of black arrow death in their direction. They are very soon dissuaded. Um, <laughs> Our arrows will blot out the sun. <laughs> um, as you if pass the uh, the rotting boathouse, uh, can you guys give me some perception rolls? Ooh, I'm good at these. Yay, minus one. <laughs> 21. 16. 10. Oh, ho! Crit! I also got crit. Well, natural 20, so 23. Natural 20 also. He sees through the walls. You see, like, you see my third eye start glowing, and it's just like... Vroom. <laughs> so you look through the darkness, and you see that within the boathouse are a number of figures crouched down and hidden. There's like light shining through the gaps in the roof beams, a sort of sunlight catching them, and you see they are like half wolf, half human figures lying in wait for the unsuspecting adventurer to come into the boathouse, thinking it was safety. I cast fireball. On the boathouse. <laughs> that's my second use of the spell. Damn. Yeah, so I don't have any more level trees. Why not? No, that's fair because it keeps other people from falling into that trap. That, that, that exactly. handles so that. So how many of them is there, Joe? Is the house bigger than 20? It's also a nice fuck you to these assholes. Uh, yeah, fair. You, you can see at least five of the werewolves. In okay, there. it's 20-foot radius that this has. But yeah, it's going to engulf the entire thing. All right, I need five dex uh, saving throws to beat 15. Oh, fuck it. Three of them, four of them saved. Joe, your fucking rolls are fucking horseshit. 18, 17. So, four saved. What a terrible damage roll, too. Three ones. <laughs> Three of them seem to notice you casting it and dive. In fact, four of them seem to notice you casting it and dive into the water and into the muck at the base of the boathouse. And there's there is a flash of fire. And then your log sails on and you don't see it as a result. Um, who rolled above 20 on their perception? Me and, uh, I did. and uh, Dave. I did as well. Yeah. Oh, wow, so Fair quite man. a few of you. So on the top yeah. of the hill that you've, you've just left, you see, silhouetted against the black wood, is Strahd on his flaming nightwear, nightmare horse. And with those amazing perception rolls, you can see that he is smiling. I cast Grease. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be too far. Uh, um, and and a couple of you got twenty three. Who who got twenty three? Me uh, and, Eric and, Warren Warren. and myself. Well, they got criticals. So you got absolute criticals. So you see that um, through the woods, um, keeping pace with you is Warty the pig. Awesome. 
Okay, so uh, you guys can write, make a, a short rest. Let's do that. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Jeez. Well, Alright, I'm gonna roll my hit dice. Which are five die four. <laughs> what are my hit dice, actually? I got five d6. Uh, so, if you haven't played D&D before, you basically, for every level you've got hit dice, you can uh, get some hit points back. So, for you, um, Aaron, if you wanted to, you could do 5d10, I think. 12 points. All right. 12 points. So, say, say that again, sorry, you lost me. So, as a rogue, you roll d6s, so you can roll 5d6 to heal, but you can only no, do No, he that. rolls d8s. Oh, is it d8s for rogues? Yeah. So, 5d8s. Oh, is it d8? No, 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 for you it's d10, so you got 24 back, Aaron. You also don't have to spend all of them. Like, if you don't no. need all, you can choose to spend two or three, depending on how much health you have. Yeah. They don't come back until you get a long rest, though. So, like, if you yep. get hurt again, you can't heal up. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the 30, because I need the 30. Very nice. I'm back to full health. I'm on 22 God. hit points now. I got 20 off my hit dice. I spend three, and that takes me up to 49. Nice. Back up to 43. I got a crazy roll. Against the possible 40, I got 30. Nice. How long does Tensor's Floating Disc last? An hour. Water. Yep. Okay, so um, you are going to need to recast it. Uh, there's probably going to be some uh, hijinks there to make sure no one gets wet, but I'm sure that's doable. Can we all wait, wait, wait. jump in the air? Hold, hold up, hold up. Right, jump on three. One, yeah. two, wait. three, jump! Wait, hold up. <laughs> there's no way that hour passed this week, I guess, is there? Sorry? <laughs> or... No, like you think we're going down river more, so it'll be about an hour. But what you do is you just overlap it by one minute. You just cast right. it under it, so when it goes away, they just <laughs> fall like an inch and land right on the next one. There you go. That's that's the way. <laughs> so, so you're kind of like patting yourselves on the back for figuring this out, and you've you've been hearing this sound for a while, and you've, n- none of you have really paid attention to it. You're all kind of exhausted. Um, and then it's it's getting louder and louder, and then suddenly Soldar sits up on the the floating disc and goes. The waterfall! We are in serious <laughs> trouble. Um, so, where you are, the trees have kind of thinned out on either side. Um, there's no sign of the wolves, there's no sign of Falaki. Uh, sorry, no sign of water. Um, ahead, you can see where the kind of uh, horizon dips. Beyond it, you do see the town of Falaki, and I'll give you a description, but there is a waterfall. Um, and currently, you are in more or less the centre of the river. So as this is happening, we're, I'm basically 20 feet ahead on logs because the thing follows 20 feet behind me. Yeah? And I'm with you on that log. So as people start, freak, as people start freaking out and panicking, going, what, whatever your man's name is, what's your name? Soldar. Soldar. Starts freaking out, cracks knuckles, stands up, and kind of stretches, rolls his neck a little bit and goes, yeah, we're, we're, I got this, guys, we're okay. Um, I kind of speak to Grayson. Grayson, get on um, Voran's shoulder. Done. Uh, I got a little spell, guys. I think it's going to help us. Uh, you you got to trust me, but we're, we're going over the waterfall. Um, Wait, what? I assume, I assume panic happens. <laughs> Joe snaps his head towards the camera as you say that. Um, I, I, in, my, in my travels as a, a bard, um, I won a game of cards against a wizard, and he kind of taught me a spell called Featherfall. Ah. Now there is a slight problem in that it can only work on five of us. So Grayson, you're gonna hold on tight. <laughs> Actually, well, Grayson can slow fall. So depending on how high the falls are, I should be fine because I can slow fall at much higher distance because I'm a cat. How many? How many steps? 
high is this waterfall? Like uh, I can, Joe? I can fall a hundred feet without damage. Hang uh, on, are we are we using SAFs as a unit of measurement on this yes. waterfall? <laughs> um, I don't. I'm universally known, my friend. It's the only measure is universally I think, known. I think it's sense. like fifteen SAFs high. <laughs> fifteen SAFs. That's not very tall, then. That's about <laughs> what. That's like uh, Sulfarax size, isn't it? Yeah, Sulfarax steps off and he's in waist. <laughs> he's towering above the waterfall. Yeah, so I'm just going to mage hand myself up and over, and then as soon as I see a place to land, just drop. Okay, so um, I think that is definitely, definitely going to work, but it's a very... <laughs> Joel flicks through his book quickly to find something else to fuck us off It's with. a very wet and soggy party that pull themselves out of the riverbank. Um, <laughs> Can ahead. I mage hand one to push just one? Just one <laughs> yes. out of the way. Okay, so I will. Eeny, meeny, miny. All right, I'm go. Yeah, I'm definitely. Well, the one who casts Mage Hand just just to make sure it doesn't get fucked up, like they don't lose concentration. I'll push him towards land. <laughs> so is that Saf? Is it Saf's going to be the one yeah. that makes it? Yeah. Um, so um, you stand on the edge of a riverbank, um, and nearby the old Svlak road transitions here from being a winding path through the Balinok Mountains to a lazy trail that hugs the mountainside as it descends to a fog filled valley. Um, in the heart of the valley below, you see a walled town near the shores of a great mountain lake, its waters dark and still. The city itself, or the town itself, is, is much, much bigger than anything you've seen in Barovia before. Even from here, you can smell the, the cold smoke of fires burning within. Um, you also see, um, a bit closer to you, a branch in the road that leads west to a promontory atop which is perched a dilapidated stone windmill, its warped vines stripped bare. And that is where we're going to leave this chapter of the podcast. All right. Nice. I feel much better about that, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a tough thing to to get through. All of us alive. That was, that was yeah. really tough. Yeah, absolutely. We'll go to the bone grinder at some point. Uh, thanks very much for <laughs> listening, and thanks very much for playing, guys. See you later, everyone. Cheers, folks. Thanks for listening. See you, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, thank you again, Aram, for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. Um, is there anything you want to mention or plug? Yeah, sure. I'm on this really funny show run by Patrick O'Rourke and Carlos Luna called The Dungeon Rats. It is one of the most fun things I've done in podcasting, mainly because I don't have to edit, but I also really <laughs> like the show, and I would love for you guys to check it out. Uh, it, it, and we have, and it, it is great fun. Definitely, definitely check it out. Um, so thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show and help us continue to reach every week, then please consider checking out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. Your monthly donations really help us and also give you early access to episodes and the chance to play one-off games with the cast. Another way to support the show is to leave us an iTunes review. We want to thank the five anonymous people that have left ratings up this week. So thank you very much. If you have any questions, comments, criticism or suggestions, we are always available on Twitter at HWR Podcast, on Facebook, on Reddit and on our Discord channel. And you'll find links to all in the show notes. Before we go, I want to say a huge thank you to Battle Bars for use of their sound effects and music. You should definitely check them out. That's all from us. We'll see you next week. <laughs>